welcome to 2022. Um, Happy New Year to you all. And uh, what is going to be a new year uh, on our small holding, warts and all. Um, uh, Over the Christmas period, I've decided to set myself a little bit of a challenge uh, in the coming months. Um, Chances are I I will probably fail quite a few times. (laughs) But nevertheless, I have set myself the challenge. Um, I want to make the vegetables and the fruit that I grow more of a star of what we eat than the meat, really. That's not to say I want to do veganuary or make John go without his meat, although I'm quite happy to have meatless uh, dinners and things. But I really want to... um, use what we've got to the best of my ability uh, and uh, so I've already began to plan for that and uh, I've been looking up a few recipes because I I'm not really one to make up my own recipes but I will tweak other recipes um, to, to how I sort of would like them how John would eat them um, the other thing about that is I do want it to be seasonal and I don't want to be using an awful lot of imported goods so anything that can't be grown here um, or not anything that can't be grown here but I don't want recipes that are full of um, exotic ingredients that have come from you know far away I want to be using uh, what what is grown firstly by me uh, and secondly in the UK or store cupboard staples you know store cupboard ingredients that I have to hand all the time so um, <laughs> that's going to be my plan it's a lot more difficult than it sounds because uh, uh, looking I'm looking through lots of recipes they've all got uh, ingredients that I just probably would never buy and don't have um, so there will be quite a lot of tweaking being done. I do know smallholders who have, uh, you know, live entirely on what they can grow or produce or barter for. Uh, I'm not going to that extreme, but even just setting myself that sort of goal is quite difficult um, once I started looking into it. But, uh, yeah, I'll have a few recipes that hopefully will be tried and tested and uh, that I will keep to hand and as I said I at some point if I'm tired or I'm really busy I am going to fail spectacularly but uh, that's the plan that's the new year plan and we shall see how it goes so welcome to 2022 and uh, season number two and uh yeah i did do a couple of uh, verbal roundups well over the holidays but then i decided not to publish those but um we've been quite busy here uh obviously we don't stop that you can't just think oh it's christmas day i won't bother doing the animals today you have to do them every day you have to collect the eggs every day and consequently i've said to egg customers the eggs will be going out every day even christmas day boxing day new year's day because uh, they keep producing, they don't. They don't know it's Christmas Day, so you know, and people can still come up the drive and and grab their eggs. 
uh, if they need them. So yeah, and we we've um, buried wood chip around the place because with the rain, the ground started to deteriorate quite a bit. Uh, we've been working on that herb bed that's got to come out. Um, John's been cleaning out. Uh, duck houses and hen houses he's built me a plant table to put in uh, to put out all my plants that I intend to um, get ahead with this year and get on with a little bit more along with the cut flowers um, yeah we've been quite busy and you know visiting family um, dinner with family uh, all, all kinds of things really so we've been um, we haven't been idle uh, all the time uh, so, uh, we have had we have used the holiday as a holiday um, so generally speaking by the afternoon uh, sort of after lunch we've we finished for the day well for the afternoon and we sort of sit down for the afternoon until it's time to start again or we go out um, and see somebody or you know things like that so we haven't been idle we have been busy but uh, there are times that we have sort of rested as well um the whole uh veg thing that <laughs> started off quite well <laughs> the very first day um and i did do a really nice uh so i uh, what did i do i fried off some in some olive oil some garlic and some sage and some cubed butternut squash until they were just a little bit sort of fried and then uh, added water to flash cook it and uh, then right at the end, I added mushrooms and um, I ate that with some cooked pasta, some wholemeal pasta. And I crumbled blue cheese onto the top of that. Well, you could put any cheese you like on it, but I crumbled blue cheese and it was delicious. I have to say, I thought, well, that, I, you know, that was meat free. It wasn't too, it was oh, what they call lacto vegetarian because it had cheese on it. But uh, I would say that was a comfort food that was a good winter recipe that I felt uh you know ticked all the boxes for me um so that was okay and we've had plenty of soup and in fact um right at the moment and today is I keep having to look at the the calendar because I've no idea what day it is uh today oh it's the bank holiday today so it's the third <laughs> it's Monday the third um and I have got some butternut squash carrot leek and uh, a potato all chopped up that's all going well that's going to be soup for today because um some of the butternut squash in my pantry started to go a bit soft so i thought i really need to use those up quickly so that's what i've got on there today i've got some soup so you know a, a good pan full of your five a day really in there so that's um i was you know say soup is your is an excellent winter salad type food because <laughs> you get all your all your goodness so yeah john um john's been busy he's not back at work yet he has been out popped out this morning and had a look at uh, a job but um at the minute we're and the weather's been quite kind really on the whole it's been very mild up to 17 degrees centigrade which i think is a record break for for winter here you know usually we're, we're used to nearer zero or minus um for a lot of the time and so far it's been well well above that so i i don't know what's in store it's not great because we off we like a a nice hard frost cold winter to kill off a lot of the um bugs and things um but that's not happening um 
we still we're still in a pandemic we're still moving forward with that we're still very careful about who we see and take um our lateral flows before we see people um on mass and things like that so yeah it's uh not a lot has changed on that score at the minute but uh who knows how this year's going to progress but so far you know so good not too bad uh, the first three days into it <laughs> Morning. It's uh, Wednesday, the fifth of January. Um, got quite a hard frost this morning, and it's quite cold <clears throat> compared to the weather we've been having, which has been about seventeen degrees centigrade. Um, I imagine it was uh, pretty low last night. So, um, and then this morning we've got like a north wind, so you can yeah, it's fresh very fresh out there uh and uh which is nice though. it's nice to see because it's been so mild and wet that now we've got a bit of frost and sunshine today which would be lovely um john's gone off to have a look at a job uh he's kind of easing back into work um he hasn't actually got a a big job on until february <clears throat> to the beginning of february but um Obviously, the phone still rings, and so he's had a couple of uh, other jobs that have come in, So, um, and he's not too worried. But I did say to him, it's a bit of a waste of time having the time off at this time of year, because you actually can't get a lot done. Having said that, we've done a fair amount, but uh, you can't get anything major done like you can sort of early spring. It'd probably be better for him to book the time off early spring, really. Anyway, that's another thing. But, uh, yeah, so what have I been doing? Um, well, yesterday, uh, so, two, uh, well, I don't even know, what did I say? It was Wednesday. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> Monday. Monday, we um, went to, in the evening, we went to uh, somebody we know. Somebody gave me a, a message and asked if I would come and dispatch a few cockerels that they'd got um, back in the summer. One of their hens went off. And uh, hatched around about 30 eggs. <laughs> and she ended up with uh, quite a few cockerels that she didn't really want. Um, and would I come and dispatch them for them? And I, I kind of offered to show them, but they didn't really, they weren't really confident enough. So anyway, so I went and dispatched the cockerels for them. And uh, had a little look around at their small holding and their donkeys and their goats, which was quite nice. And then yesterday morning, <clears throat> we spent all morning... Uh, trying to sort out the uh, hens in the stable. A um, couple of uh, problems in there. One of them is that they ha they all seem to have the same favourite nesting box. So literally you go in there and there is about eight of them piled into this tiny little box. It's ridiculous. Well, I say box, it's a hay rack up in the corner and I put a cardboard in the bottom to stop the eggs falling out. And they all like to get in this hay rack, but consequently the eggs get kicked out because, and then they fall on the floor. So <clears throat> I found another hay rack and I've, we've put another one in so that hopefully there'll only be like four of them. They've got other laying places and they just don't like that. They all want to pile into this one that's, uh, I guess it's up higher. And, you know, birds instinctively want to lay their eggs in the best place that they're not going to be found. 
so yeah and we put in extra um new clean uh wood chip you know where wood sawdust is kind of thing put in clean sawdust and i hung up a cabbage for them to chew on I, they went i went out to the garden pulled up a couple of cabbages that the pigeons have been ravaging a bit and uh hung those upside down just high enough so that the chickens have to work at uh pecking at it which is all right for them and uh <clears throat> yeah so and we thought that and oh just john's obviously cleaned out that front pen and we thought that uh it might be a good idea to move one lot back to there um because they have got an outside covered run uh so they can go out there we just kind of put them in the stable because it's a lot easier for us um over christmas and that just to whip out there but uh i, I said it makes sense really to put them out there at least they can get outside in some sort of fresh air even if they're not uh can't free range but they can get out into this big run that's covered and penned and uh that might alleviate some of the stress on them really although they're not really showing any signs of stress they're actually laying really well but what it will mean is in the other stable which is a bit smaller we can divide up the hens that are in there and uh put them out and um divide them up and uh, they will hopefully be a lot happier um with less in there you know they won't be crowding into the into the uh nesting boxes and things I'm trying to think how many is in there. It's probably about 36. But the other stable is a lot bigger. And uh, so, yeah, we, we're probably going to do that. We also um, fixed the hole. We had a, we've got, um, in the point of lay run, we've got like a perspex roof. And when we were away on holiday last year, um, somebody threw, <laughs> threw sort of a, a log-sized stick for the dog. It went up there, cracked it, made a hole in it. So the water comes in so that it's really muddy because the ducks are in there at the minute. So John went and got a new piece of Perspex and uh, we fixed the hole in the roof there to try and dry out the um, the duck run because it was getting muddier and muddier and muddier and also cleaned all those out and they've got fresh hay to sit on and everything. And I also put in fresh straw for the uh, geese. So, so yeah, and then uh, Samantha came over in the afternoon with the kids and, and Shelley came over, so... We spent the rest of the afternoon with the kids um, playing and stuff. So that was all right. Uh, yeah, as I say, this morning <clears throat> I've got up and it's quite frosty this morning, which is nice. Uh, makes a change. Just just have nice hard underfoot rather than wet mud. And John's gone off to work. So I'm not quite sure what I'm going to be doing, although I've just been and retrieved my bulbs from the uh, from the pantry, sort through them to see what I'm going to be planting up. As I said, I've going to put out a lot more plants this year and hopefully cut flowers and I've been doing a lot of um, reading about cut flowers to see you know a bit different people's ideas and things like that and um yeah I'm quite excited to get that underway although I think I've probably made myself quite a lot of work <laughs> in the, doing that as well but I think it'll be uh, something I'm really going to enjoy doing so it probably won't seem like work, and hopefully I can sell enough bunches a week to, uh, or enough plants a week to um, to say it's successful. So that's my sort of plan going forward in the year. Um, on the eating front, uh, I have 
man- been managing to um, sort of meet my challenge-ish. I'm trying to think what I did. And what, uh, one day I made a so with salmon, but I made a nice um, like a like a dressing cross sauce uh, out of because I've got a lot of flat leaf parsley growing through the winter, so I made a a nice sauce um, for that. And uh, yeah, I, and now we've got a soup again today, some leek and potato soup today. So I am trying really hard to make um, vegetables much, much more prominent uh, in what I eat, certainly, even if it's not what John eats. But um, yeah, I had a vegetarian uh, chilli, you know, a bean chilli yesterday. So that was, uh, I, didn't, I didn't make that. But um, so I am trying to uh, cut down my meat. Uh, intake and up my vegetable portions significantly and mostly with what I have growing here that's the aim I hope that makes all sense but anyway. um yep so this today and uh, I'll put I will put this out tomorrow there's not a lot on here but uh you know obviously as we go through the year it changes completely and I have days where it's absolutely manic um but just at this time of year, especially on a frosty day, can't really get out there and do very much. So, um, but I can do a lot of thinking, a lot of reading and a lot of planning. So uh, mainly that's what I'll be doing. Uh, it's actually, I spent the morning in the kitchen and it's been about all about the oranges this morning. And I have, um, I don't know if you remember, but I adopted an orange tree and I've been getting boxes of oranges and uh uh yeah i've got another one you delivered today um the girls have been having quite a few of them but uh and i've been eating them daily but i thought i need to make something with them so uh i've actually got some orange and ginger jam on the go at the minute and i have uh i've pulled all the rest of my beetroot the other day and i've boiled up some beetroot and i'm gonna have beetroot and orange salad and i've got some pak choy in the uh, polytunnel so i'm gonna have that uh with a fish cake later for my tea dinner later and I've also got an orange drizzle cake that I've made so and I've never made orange and orange jam at all I've never even made marmalade I know marmalade is the thing um I don't mind marmalade but I don't eat a lot of it Uh, you know uh, probably twice a year I'd have it on my toast if I went somewhere that's it um and plus my sister made me some whiskey marmalade for Christmas I've already got marmalade but I thought I wonder what the orange jam turns out like. Um, and possibly John might even eat that, so that'll be good. Uh, so I'm gonna so I'll give it a go. And um you can sort of put all different um extras in if you want, but I chose ginger uh to see. I think that might be quite nice, but I suppose you could have like orange and cardamom or um orange and cinnamon. It just depends on how you're taste buds go really but I really thought mm, orange and ginger would, sounds good um it's still at the very stage of uh, just cooking down at the minute before I put it through to a boil so I've no idea it smells amazing house smells amazing I've got orange. <laughs> it smells of oranges everywhere which is brilliant but uh yeah they're kind of things that I can do when uh, I assume John went off to look at a job about changing the radiator and I assume that he has now uh, gone off to get the radiator and and actually doing the job this morning because he's uh, uh, free to do it. So I think that's what he's gone off to do. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing this morning.
It's Thursday morning and uh, it was very cold last night. Um, predictions were down to minus seven in rural areas, which obviously that's what we are. So, uh, but the, I'm just looking out the window. The sky is the most beautiful orangey pink. And then in front of that, you've got the frosted um, upright areas of the of the hedge that's close to me was it just looks beautiful and surreal and you couldn't uh well obviously these days the filmmakers can replicate that but it's it's just magical and beautiful out there um so yeah it's going to be cold and john's gone off to work today uh so i've got to go out and do the animals in a minute i just had a shower first i will dry my hair before i go out today because otherwise i think my hair's gonna freeze but um <clears throat> yesterday he got to his job and he said, yeah, I'll do that radio. And the bloke said, oh, while you're here, could you just do two more? <laughs> so consequently, I was wondering like, at the end of the day, he hadn't even come home. But, um, yeah, often gets that. While you're here, could you just do this? Could you just do this? So he ended up the whole day working and he's working again today. But that's fine. Um, I've just taste tested the orange jam. It is lovely, actually. And it's, it, is, it kind of has a marmalade taste but it doesn't have that bitter bit because it doesn't have any of the citrus peel in there so it's um yeah it's quite nice actually it's uh it's marmalade without that bitter twang so um it's really nice uh the orange drizzle cake i didn't bother drizzling it because it was um a really nice orangey quite light sponge so just had it you know so i i baked it in a loaf shape so just um I'll just call it an orange loaf because it's, uh, but it was very nice. Um, and uh, so that's good. I had uh, the orange and beetroot salad with chopped nuts, crushed nuts on top. And then uh, and the salad leaves from the um, polytunnel. Pak choy was one of them. I can't think what the other one is. It's a choy, a type of choy, but I can't, it's not pak choy and I can't think what, what it is at the minute. But uh, it spreads out more. But pak choy tends to grow um in a in a bulbous clump form and this other one spreads out into dark green leaves and it's uh, i can't think what it's called <clears throat> but so that was quite nice and i had a few vegetable chips to use up so they were like beetroot and uh sweet potato chips um you know frozen ones that uh, i had a packet of from goodness knows when so uh there's a few left in the bottom there so i've used those up so so that's good. Um, yeah, as I say, it's uh, very frosty this morning and I'm <laughs> quite reluctant to go out, but I know I've got to. Uh, I've been looking at some, um, watching some online YouTube videos, quite a few actually yesterday, of uh, hand-tied bouquets and um, how to do those. And then uh, quite a bit of... Um, things to do with flower farming uh, obviously there's like masses of different flower farms out there some of them are on a big scale some of them are people just grow them to give away which is lovely and some of them have medium size but all the time I'm sort of gathering little bits of information here and there um, to give myself a clearer idea one of the things that a lot of people do do is this massive plan and they plan where everything's going to go and um I'm not going to do that. I, I'm just going to put stuff in 
uh, I might have to think about it a little bit, maybe the annuals all in one place and but the bulbs and things maybe I'll have to put maybe I will have to think about it but I'm not going to do a plan I'm just going to do it as I think about it and if I get it wrong well I get it wrong you know I'm not going to I, I, I read that some people spend hours doing these plans and I don't want to do that because I haven't got hours to spare so um yeah but uh yeah, and then all the while I'm looking at it and I see people supposed to come out and I think, oh, that's a nice flower. Oh, I better order some of that seed and some of that seed. And then one thing I saw yesterday um, is something called a seed blocker. Uh, yeah, is it a seed blocker? A soil blocker. Uh, and I thought, oh, I've not seen that before. And you basically, it's a, um, it's a kind of a... You, so you wet the compost, you push it into this block and then you punch it out and it's a tiny little seed block of compost um and there and you can fit like 20 seeds into the palm of your hand size block rather than uh i think how many i mean you can get big ones on an industrial scale but um trying to think how many blocks normally in a seed something like 48 or something but these 20 seed blocks then they fit i think eight of those fit into one seed tray so you can see how many uh a you can see how much space you're going to save and b you're going to see how much compost you're going to save on that and then you also i ordered the kit and the blocker the block comes with the next size up and it comes with little um squares that are the same size as the micro seed block that you just planted so if you see what i mean when you do the next block the next soil block it leaves a space for those tiny little plugs just to pop straight in, which I think is brilliant. And I think, uh, why haven't I seen these before? Why didn't I know about these? How have I managed without these? Because A, it's going to save a lot of space. And B, it's going to save a lot of compost. And C, I can grow a lot more seeds with it. So it's like, yeah, these are, this is brilliant. So I've ordered that. And I'm just waiting for that to come now. But um, yeah, I was quite, I think it was from something like uh, a soil block what was it called some soil blockers uk or something like that but then it had a funny thing that uh reminded me of the building trade but i can't remember what it is at the minute. but um <coughs> yeah so i'm quite excited for those to come i had some iris bulbs arrive yesterday only a few i just thought i'd do a few pots of miniature iris and i'm going to give some to florence because one of the presents um i bought for florence for christmas uh were was to do with uh, growing your own because she really likes Florence I think is going to be my little gardener she um likes to grow stuff and uh, she already had a little bit of a go last year and uh so I bought her uh, you know um children's growing things and I bought her some seeds as well to go with the whole thing and I bought her some um poppies that are I think they're called ladybird poppies because they look they've got black spots on the red and they look like ladybirds and so I tried to get fun things for her and things that will grow relatively easily and quickly um but I thought and uh, most of that well apart from the um the poppies sorry the dog is barking uh I try to a combination of both both flowers and um vegetables and things so that she understands really that you do need a combination of these for a really uh, good garden you know to get some good diversity going in some good pollination 
Not that she will understand that at three, but as but she might understand the concept as she grows, uh, which is good. So I yeah, I bought some iris bulbs. I'm going to plant some of those up <clears throat> if the sun warms up a little bit. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be stood out there freezing um, when it's not necessary. And uh, going to give yeah Florence some of those um, in a pot. Um, well, I'll give her some and she can plant her own up. And uh, then I'm going to plant some up just to put out for sale for sort of Easter time and things like that. But yeah. So this one will go out today. This is the, the first one of the, the new year and the new season. I've just marked it season two. I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to this. You can do that whenever you like. So I thought, well, we'll go for season two. And uh, thanks for listening. And um Thanks for coming along on this journey that I'm always on. Uh, always seem to be on a, a different road to what I think I'm going to be on. But um, I'm hoping the flowers and that sort of go well this year. I'm, I'm doing everything I I can, apart from marketing at the minute, because I don't really want to push it too much in case we have an absolute disaster and I end up with no flowers. <laughs> I think that could happen. That is, uh, that is a possibility. But... Um, yeah, at the minute, I'll just stick to my little page on social media. But uh, it, as and when the flowers start to grow, I will have to look at other ways to push that. And uh, that's also one thing, you know, a couple of little tips I've been picking up on the on the YouTube videos as well. So, um, so they're all worth watching. It seems like I'm sat down doing nothing, but it, it's all information gathering, <laughs> which is always what you need to do. So, yeah, this is the... Uh, episode one of season two um that's it for this week and thank you very much for listening and i will catch up with you next week i just thought i'd quickly add this because i i thought i'd look it up um it wasn't anything to do with the building trade (laughs) for the soil blockers it's ladbrook (laughs) so it's to do with betting um yeah it's called ladbrook soil blocks so uh if you're interested in having a look at those that's what it's called and uh I thought I'd better just put that in quick.